Central Portland. At KBOO, we accept many kinds of vehicle donations. We accept fuzzy vans, broken cars, zippy scooters, seaworthy boats, well-worn farm equipment, family-sized SUVs, old jet skis, and more. If your vehicle has a clean title, we can take it as a donation. If your vehicle isn't working, we can work with that, too. Call 877-KBOO-123. That's 877-526-6123. Or go to our website, kboo.fm forward slash vehicle. Welcome to the Talking Earth. I'm Dan Raphael. For you tonight, we have three excellent poets who are all a bit different from each other. Uh, it's Justin Rigamonte, Catherine Factor, and Doug Marks. Between them, I'll read poems by David Whited, Bill Shively, and myself. And let's uh, kick it off with David Whited, David Lloyd Whited, uh, best friend of mine, been dead about six years, the reason I moved to Oregon. and. Uh, this is from his posthumous book, City of Destiny, which was uh, designed and printed by Margareta Waterman of Nine Muses Books. The Unemployment Line on Venus. The Unemployment Line on Venus starts before the sun, runs all day, seven years a week, 24 hours a day, lines looped halfway round the block, each person creature sweetly aware of their place in line, proxemics real and regular. All spaces between us are equal, first come, first served. Arrange yourself like cattle. The expressions are all the same, bored, patient, hopeless, ennui. They make it hard to get what's coming to each of us, depressed beneath the greening sky. The doors will open soon and will snake in behind security. The unemployment line on Venus circles the heart, fills the downtown office with hopeful despair, can't win for losing the name, the number, a computer crime, the waiting, the contacts, the social security number, mental desolation. There must be something wrong with each of us. The unemployment line on Venus rings its many hands against the cold, dark, hopeful morning. Fragile dreams winding the crowd control barriers. No jobs in the morning paper. The wrong form filled out completely. Thoroughly circled back to the end of the line. They've been open 20 minutes. Now they turn the person creatures away. The sparks are going out. The fire's dying down. No jobs here. No hope here compassionate like the unemployment line on Venus bats its eyes come back tomorrow where the sparks circle and dance the extinct creatures return to wait and the green fires the sky gone luminescent the unemployment line on Venus rivers on follow through this low downtown by twilight the unemployment line on Venus has no shadows because each one in it becomes a shadow line up here enough times and even your pride and what's left of it disappears but the line holds not even a shadow of these shadows standing in the line waiting in this unemployment line on venus this can't be the earth this city downtown the city of destiny these are only shadows this can't be the earth. The sky is not right. But this is the only line in town. The bureaucracy is not, never has been modest. If this is how it is, if this is our destiny, then we want another line. We want something quite else in which we can cast our own shadows. Without this waiting line, we want our shadows back. That's David Lloyd Whited. And uh, first up of our features is Justin Rigamonte. Uh, Justin Rigamonte teaches writing at PNCA in Portland Community College, where he serves as the program coordinator for the Carolyn Moore Writing Residency in spring of 2022. PCC will release The Great Uncluttering, the collected poetry of Carolyn Moore, which Justin is currently editing. His own poetry has been recently published or is forthcoming in American Poetry Review, New Ohio Review, Radar, and Thrush. And here's Justin Rigamonte. All right, I'm going to start with a poem called Pentecost. Let there be light, and there was light. One of those big beeswax candles, they smell so good. And God said, let's smoke this joint galactic animal. And we did smoke it. And my body unfolded below me like a trapeze artist, like a generous noodle of slack. 
and the animal climbed around me and held my limbs the way a doctor would, more firmly than you'd think. And I wondered who taught him how to hold a man as though his touch could heal. But those were my feet being tenderized. Those were my lips making almost foreign sounds, saying, tongue of fire, holy finger, heal the man I love. This poem is called Wound. Sometimes the truth of what you are appears like someone else's breath entering your body. Sometimes the good wound opens and the world collapses like a painted backdrop. And the raw warp of namelessness whistles around you. And through the hole in your belly's heart, a new god wobbles into being. And I'm going to read uh, four poems from a, a new, um, a newer collection uh, called Testament, um, revised to be called Testament of Nothing Else, um, since Jericho Brown um, covered the whole Testament thing. So it's, this is from Testament of Nothing Else, and these don't have titles. Additional Commandments. One. Try to understand what's happening to you. Two, call what's happening to you consciousness. Unless you don't want to, don't do it then. There's nothing more ridiculous than a commandment. Do I contradict myself? Three, contradict yourself. Four, hold your mind up to the light and see if there's any contradiction in it. Five, when you find the contradiction, Kiss it on the lips. Say everything is failure. Everything is wound. Say I am my beloved and he is mine. Say I am my beloved and he is mine. Funny how consciousness creates a cosmic axis in the POV of every conscious being. Funny being one, a consciousness. The way this cosmic center turns and turns over against my attention to these lines. And funny to put my palm against the edges of it, the coolness of its density, the way it floats in the middle of what I am. I ask the Lord for answers and the man I love opens his mouth. I try it again, but it happens again. The Lord about to speak and my mouth opening. The Lord is in my throat, and whatever I say had its wellspring inside all of us, inside the placelessness beneath us, and each of us a mouth, a talking wound on the surface of time. Blessed be the humble and the godlike both, the Alpha and Omega. Blessed be the song of one axon plucked, and blessed be the monster truck with red jaws painted on it. Blessed be Jaws himself growling over top the other monster truck like one hand crushing bubble wrap. Yet another victim of a carefree life. Blessed be all such victims. Blessed be the ones whose teeth fall out from being hit too hard. Blessed be the grandpas and grandmas who are hit too hard like towers falling. Blessed be the grandparents and bright-eyed between them in the bucket seat, Aunt Joy, who listened as the world buckled like two white cliffs calving in the surf. Blessed be the drunk who hit them hard in the guttering of their hearts. And any final words? Not the punched out blessed screams rippling across the surface of the motley crowd, but the last unspoken words still slipping along a synapse like a white flag pinned to a rope. If you break this sentence in half, the phloem is consciousness. The tissue is Jesus Christ. 
I say this with a love that's better than the love of no one else. Because there isn't anyone else. On the inside of the stem, I mean. Which is broken, which bleeds this sentence for you. If you rub it on your skin, you'll phosphoresce the flow I'm inside it. If you hold it in your mouth, you'll glow. All right, so here's um, some brand new poems um, about my um, earliest memory. Oops, I have to go to the beginning here. Awareness as dismemberment, you rose. Oh, by the way, these are these are all sonnets. Um, I've been reading Diane Seuss's um, Frank sonnets, and um, so I've been having my students write these. Um, Seuss sonnets, we call them, which is uh, you know a, a very loose fourteen-line um, poem with a turn at the octave, and that's really all that she does. Um, and I've been I've been writing these as well. Awareness as dismemberment, you rose from window light, all blue, a tomb of glass pulled off your mind, collapsing upward, like a pop-up book decapitating subject from your body's object. Vassal ligaments, four table legs, an old TV, your gray conductor mattering apart from you. The ghost of narrative already hovering nearby, but now the breath of you cut free in the spotlit guillotine. What moment of awareness did this violence, this trinity of three bad actors, each one categorically different from the last and in the window glow like a dead thing the baby found me? And if you were to clean the baby's clock, perhaps by paddling the head instead, reel hard and purify the heart by quick decapitation, what note of momentary song would linger in the air? A violence of memory lurking in the waves between our radar like a holographic face, materials nightmare phantom scraped off cheese, off fatty limbs, off tissues lumpy jam, off pickled hoofs, off locks of hair enamored of the dusty floor, off maggots writhing in the nut, the downy fluff, the velvet touch of everything, then ask if subject needs his birthday suit to dance. Prior to splitting the baby into three parts, the chalky shell, the creamy white, the golden yolk of being here. Before the softly boiled baby tapped itself against a sill and felt its pulpy flesh peel off in one long sheet, a stripped ghost. Before it cracked against the bowl, an existential gong. A field of light held space for this production. Something like a studio audience must have waited for the primetime cooking show to start baby making souffle beneath the neon signage, baby cooking with baby, before a sea of unblinking eyes lurked in shadow, not clapping, but not not clapping. Now let the baby be the baby, be the baby on its back beneath the window blue, and let the baby blank its mind and breathe and bend its chubby knees and let the baby drool and gurgle like a whistle in the rain and let the baby's brain not beat the drum again for days let months pass by before the baby sees itself inside itself a ghost whose star-like hand is blossoming above its two brown eyes and something like a light blinks on, and something like a room balloons its tiny heart until the baby hears itself inside itself, inside. You aren't the baby anymore, but you aren't not the baby, since the baby remembers itself inside the moment of arrival at the self's door, yellow carpet metal window frame hung picture-like above its diapered limbs, white toenails like cherry blossom petals, bright as lobes of brain. 
but not your baby toes these days, though here you are, the baby still discovering itself, uncovering the space of you inside us, model of the self, of consciousness, a wordless room inside the body where the baby gasps and says, hello, it's you, saying it right now, a lifetime ago. The baby grew into a toddler's cells, divided growing pains, we call them, Soreness in the thighs, dactylic, almost amphimacic, both ends long and growing, pains, a song we sang ourselves in time. I sang to baby as the baby grew, not you, but I hummed in the baby's ear. A melody shaped long, short, long, a spell of safety, secreting a room inside the baby's life, its rainbow shape, the pains of growing up, and now the first fresh hints of falling back, Retracing baby's bone bump, bone path, bumpy rocket road, not meant for anything, but holding this safe middle note. Hello. And this is the last one. Done with the baby. Done with the baby, but never done. Can't shake him from our tongue. Can't bite him clean. Can't spit him out to fall back 40 years on yellow carpet window patch and sink into the sunbeam of oblivion. Can't do it. Can't lo let go of baby's mind, the mind we share, the mind I feel so clear, my baby self, the true I feel, the baby body too. Watch it come together like a doll, pop the legs in, screw the arms, boop, boop the nose. Then let it fall, it's true. So let the story splinter word by word. The open windows breeze remake the baby and let the baby spent lie down and sleep. Thanks, Justin. And uh, sort of in not in a reaction, but just hearing Justin's baby poems, uh, sonnets reminded me of, I have a couple babies poems and this is one that was in my book, Showing Light a Good Time called babies. Babies. Breasts and babies. Swollen breasts, bellies equated by elastic. Keep the ankles tight, get the nipples large and warty. Babies never sleep, swell the landfills, charm everyone. Babies having babies. Ten-year-olds with D-cups, blame it on the meat, on latchkey lascivity. Had her first baby a week after mom's last. Procreation just a phase they're going through. Please curb your baby. Please restrain your breasts. Be my baby. Baby needs no shoes. You're no baby till some baby loves you. Don't be such a baby. Get that out of your mouth. Suck on candy. Suck on cigarettes. Tongues writhing in each other's mouths, exploring any available orifice. The physics of strapless gowns, jogging bras, exposed half moons of powdered breasts, convertible bras, bras for men. Mastectomy prosthetics, thong briefs, shaving everywhere, the god of stretch fabrics, the necessity of cosmetic surgery, moving skin and fat from one place to the other. As needs are moved and reshaped, masked with alien costumes and vernacular, the need to continue, to collect, the need for more hands around the farm, the need to keep women busy, to separate and unrival dynamic halves, so answers stay in pieces, in four walls and untapped brain cells. Partial answers making you self-ecstatic, or me impregnating my fists, breasts swelling like the belly, guts swelling with overabundance and lack of focus, breasts as big as my head, breasts I can fuck, too many fucking the babies they weren't allowed to stay as, the babies who took their breasts away, babies in the mirrors screaming in the headlines on the TV news, babies who screamed for hours in dark rooms, left on doorsteps, babies to go to jail for, to ruin your life, or to limit the future with abstinence. Breasts just out of reach, breasts that when I reach them turn to stone, crystal breasts vulnerable to the wrong vibration. 
The world isn't round, it's ovoid, a nippleless breast, a womb we eat from the inside, returning to our navels, afraid to leave the path and explore. Thou shalt not trespass private property, but walk the paved and narrow. Succeed, don't be a sucker. Get the baby on formula as soon as possible. Remove the breast, create distance. The first night alone in the crib is the hardest. Like the first fall from a second-story window, the first 3 a.m. too tearful to sleep as the mirror distorts all my body parts, face melting into parents, into the bones of a smiling infant, ready to become anything but round, ready to demand satisfaction, friction, a desert of evaporated milk. I want to be a baby again, beyond before convention, without antibodies. The time it takes to take our shirts off in a world where no one will stare. It's time to undo our primal laces and reveal our babies, insatiable juggernauts embracing. Inside the baby are the grandparents. Inside the grandparents are encyclopedia of time, a landscape where the streams leap with blood and, and protoplasm rising through a time, and minds too sated to sleep, that burst of pure light, a baby's head comes through those legs, becomes so shoulders, become a volcano, promising total disruption and never-ending gray. That's me, Dan Raphael. Up next, we have Catherine Factor, and her first poetry book, Civil Society, is just, just out, so this reading today that she's reading from the book is a worldwide premiere here on the talking earth for you Catherine factor is a children's book author poet book coach and editor she's the author of a civil society and three choose your own adventure stories novels spies matahari spies harry houdini and spies spy for cleopatra Catherine earned her MFA in poetry from the University of Iowa and has been a poet in residence at Idlewild Arts Academy and Interlochen Arts Academy and an assistant editor of Interrupture. Her poems and prose can be found online and in print in many places, including Typo, Wave Conjunctions, Interim, FemaleAndFungi.com, Wesleyan Books, Poets for Living Waters, Occupy Poetry, and at Cold Fronts, Poets Off Poetry, and via audio at WFMU. So here's... Catherine. A Sybil Society. So over these curious pilgrims, untied to particular locations, we are onerous, yet we travail the countryside offering psychic services for a small fee so that your frat imagines a variety of methods at our disposal. Direct enthusiasmos AKA trance obsession, dream interpretation, the casting of crap, dice, or knuckleheads to predict this hella gratuitous reading, mimic the flight of birds or the movement of sacred animals. My sisters, sorry, we're all scrying, interpreting the emails of sacrificial victims, then consulting certain message texts. And Ariadne, come to create, hear, hear, a sound economy where we wear an axe as access, whorl a red fleece to seek and see this place all about being lost, but darn, a precocious thread in a bull cabinet. And if he comes from a long time ago, write a release of me, ocean floored crown thrown up to vision board. In create, I am known in honey. I snake the dead. On the ship, the youth repeat throes of labor. The twine has an eye, yet nary a needle metals. I amaze you, but if left pregnant, I create as all get out, as lady honey of this palace. If we seed the speakers, I will comment again, cement the laborious, honor me, further, farther, is a lightning guide. Are you awake, sire? I said to the dead bee, invited to the viewing, O oh, master octave, mind the freeway to awake one's ride. So what if that sound is all around? Pearl purity, tread the treat, 
as trending codex, brackets a home, several pods need my body that denotes a giving economy. Also a number of activities at all times, in all entrances, an innocuous meantime. So let's trample maze lines and just trust if I am seen writhing, it is official. White goddess house. Boobs ignite underworldly bulbs, then wake the rubble and collate violet fertilizer from our psychic eye brigade. To keep from collapse, prepare the soil nominees, primp carrion wings that feather a city, now decapitating the king, no prob. I get lit when the bride swaggers in. Handsome seeds in the pendant, she's very expectant, a warmed up loam mom. I knife you good, I do, yet other harrowing seasons contract me once my night is on track. I unearth the calendar and hijack a palace, tonguing we do magic when Archon is sucked down into this poem. Delphi Selfie. Ramrod set up that tripod while they quarry rubble and develop strange rules to create great scholar wonder at the vein gas, earth talk, it tickles until nonsense mouth. They pluck speech, then reason from me, the mama, because quenched is the speaking water also after a long and intense conditioning of me alone, vestal drones fasting to practice pity or pith. Sisters, know thyself. Others, can you maybe operate my tassel, rub up on the fodder, for I may be dilly-dallying in the antechamber, shoving plants up my shelf beforehand. The virus about us. Many believe this spell accentuates the end of felting on earth, where woeful band of scraggly whatnots cling to life on sets. A plane of implications erupts in a species evidenced by decreasing codexes. Riddles I spew loop in honor of our most moat while the whimpering king spoons a necrotic past. When the general arrives with his ask. Whoa, I shove a well into your nostrils while you mine mine and swipe right. Let's second that dial a story where I am the teller and every glint is so ridic it grinds solar eclipses into concentric bands. I caucus for toy scapes, then rake you a zodiac replete with cosmic blowouts. For I certainly do not hoard any phrase that exposes your divestment from our awaiting universe. Make love, not wall. Dude, deep in your frontal lobe, a brawny torch reboots trampolines. Having now applied the illusion theory, we have stopped carving disputes so that healing begins. Sophisticated friend images visit. Send the writer bums in, having burned today's stargate. As the dead figure docks, rebellious types with neoprene headdresses shucked from the great flood, rise, rise, rise in the king's chamber. Made of royal cubits, I assess the structure of seven bloodstained suns and gypsum fun. The gods always face as if they're looking out. Therefore, set additional seal stones, which leads us hotties to remembering a natural rock hard ontology. Wait, let's not lose the target and apply this to the other, the wetter side of the palace.
the age of nefarious. Well, we'll thank you, whence delivering and understanding via tribal octaves. Tell us what's inside that secreting diamond or risk groaning in the garden. Do us no favor as we fiddle with unfriending any venom-laced investment. Like pros, we choke out the auras haunting the planetary chariot. If you moon us with your stupidity, an unknown gold will take you. Hurry up, mask up, so that for reals, we can go clubbing and keep hustling Aquarians to light the fires. Queen of the Night. I have captured the scattered animals, bent innumerable heads a bit, and tilted their precious arms. To some I gave a rhombus, an ode. To others, dejection, a human shape. The Colosseum dominates the state, panels stymied by stars, ribbed with lodestone, macromined, a constant in constellations. Comets of comets tally the galaxy. Tales interstice the colony. Language differentials and a celestial identity descend down human tunnels. The shaft a specialty. The shaft an able body, an emptying vessel, making an attempt at understanding. But a nocturnal continuum insists we are dreamers. The moon is known as a hardening effect by the children of fire. The aria leads the leftovers astray, tripping with desire. Polly Colony. Long after the volcano, programmed violence remains. But what has happened to our friend, the woman collecting saffron? Assembled from the shattered painting, she's dateable. Shards latent from the disaster, complete with stamens in the hands of the younger. What was swept away from the ash, the suit a sweet for contemporary decade. She knows the secret of the crocus and the menstrual code. Her pain a satellite, the ancient paint in okra, a coveted pace that lacks an insistence of content. Still, I labor over these fragments. They portray an idea of gathering, of corpus doused with togetherness. For the island was once a clod of dirt carried at the core of the lovers for days, every layer the, of the ejecta dismantling time, every emittance a proposal. Pleasure Centaur. Let pressure release the unnameable ones, wobbling the tails I tally as senses de deviate Saturn loses its Rondo wardrobe. We begin to see the crying ever over, snow-tired trilobites, fossil mounting pine cones, or nautilus shell. If not for them, I spool fools of the globe. We glob around, I spit out ge geometric codes and say, fondle me by contemplating roads essential to the education of active underwear. Vestal's half the passcode. Bathed in the soft light, the snake tech teaches us the wayward wine press where sots holla to strap up our hot stuff boots while we fluff wise men into a fiery powder. For we the felines adorn a dedicated entry and guarantee the seekers the right to invisible helpers. 
totes, everything in, is a matter of capitulation or copulation. But don't bereave, don't leave. Let's link tits to resist this atrocious composition. Fancy necromancy. Let's apprehend the illicit initiate who slobbers on the sacred pimp cup, dishonoring a, a generative drink. Foe Lord, stop snoring in the courts of the impulse kingdom. Don a sovereign shroud or die in this campaign of laden thunder. Solemn avatars, let's triple the sounds and hire lotuses to stoke the meter after we rid the grid of old agony, give head way to the dancers on the confirmation floor while friends finger blast farms into radiance. For if you accost us again, we will be rearing our dead and raising them onward. Soggy augury. Despite these tweaks of the machine, the breeze is messageless. I throw sleepless tokens and pulp armpit energy to instruct num-nums toward banned ruins, but uttering into dens, I befriend ND trending echo and throw ashes onto its soundboard to bear a giant luck. When the coven needs a new oven, I craft an emoji with spigots of chronic froth. I hit on the matrix for protection, make a junket from the suburbs soaked in color. Blackouts beware. I saturate reading to bring stakeholders to their knees. For our hunky-dory skeletons skirmish for one epic hard-on. So really the regal spirits can finally articulate our blockhead heart. at the Library of Alexandria. Handy wipes by my side. I'm the lead librarian on this cleanup job. So smear my breath, open the bellows, cool down the new glands, key the beast or marine drama, but study the empire while I sweep up this heap. In stride with the bunker of the sun, I arrange the columns and eat any leftover stash while latent watchers detect a satellite powered by charred endocrine. You seethe, every shaft is talking to us, echolocation of ruins modify my mop and syllabus. Comrade, salve, all over the theater of anatomy, bronze a healing center, dangle in the bathosphere, go bonkers at the gym, be stayed at the stadium, not to mention elevate an illogical botanical garden wherein we achieve human completion. When I arrive in hazmat, your shelves have dreamt of me, and so we beg any remnant scroll to bleed exquisitely. All right, that's Catherine Factor from her brand new books, A Civil Society. Find it, buy it, you'll love it. It was yeah, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, next up, we have a, a poem by Bill Shively. He's a longtime Northwest poet, dead a few years, a good friend of mine, and also to our next reader, Doug Marks. But first, uh, here's Bill. Love is the shits. Flowers singing, birds drinking champagne, chocolate nipples, shadow puppets, goo goo ga ga. Love isn't some ripple ripple fish pond, temple mist, fan glacier, blossom sigh, temple gong. Love is the shit in a cropped out, wet floor, buried door, piss stinking East Texas truck stop on a four day six lane interstate dance card. 
Mariposa seduction, pina colada intoxication, sunset whales, mariachi geckos, papayas y huevos rancheros, hand holding down through Los Arcos, soft curling pearls, the white sand beach isn't love. Love is the shits, where it's been murdling and worrying and gas-like swamps and porcupine beans and molar contortions just to get over, and then it's out like a bomb threat, gone like the gang doing five furlongs, and your asshole hurts for the rest of your life, and your cheeks are wet no matter how much you wipe bridesmaids and best man and wedding band and Mendelssohn, better or for worse, richer or poor, health and sickness. Love is no sphincter control. Love is stopped in traffic, looking for an exit, walk in any restaurant, head for any shadows. And love is too late with some Balinese disease, and you got to cut off your underwear and get to the store for another pair, cause you know this will happen again. So when you hear that unstrained bass line heading down your intestines, ask yourself one last time, is this love? Is this love? Or is it just the shits? That's the great Bill Shively. Uh, our third and final feature poet, Doug Marks. Uh, I asked Doug for a bio, and he said, husband, father, grandfather, poet, painter, musician, poker player, and longtime friend and admirer of Dan Raphael, one of many blessed spirits without whom I wouldn't have a bio. I've known Doug for most of the time I've been in Portland. He's a true Renaissance man, high energy, leading edge of evolution guy. Most of you may never heard of, but here you get to hear him. Okay, Dan, well, once again, you're giving me my 15 minutes of fame, so here we are, and I'm just going to start into it. Poems from a little series called Sheltering in Place. that ought to have a topical uh, resonance for anyone who's out there listening. The only thing about these poems is, is that time is counted in uh, dead bodies. Sheltering in Place. When the death rate accelerated and the battery and the wall clock died, 3.14.26 a.m. or p.m. I can't remember now, or the day. The flow of time wound down around the house like a breeze that can't squeeze through a screen on a hot night. The next day I burned the calendar. I'm thinking a sundial is all I need now that the seasons are out of sync and everyone's talking about the other side. Council of crows perch in fir boughs like obsidian pharaohs. The sky is so blue, I see white fibers in the clouds. A swallowtail flying by unhinges me. A little later on in the process, here we go. Number seven. A honeybee is burrowed so far into a vermilion crocosma blossom. All I can see is its little black ass mooning me. It wags. A clear drop of silver nectar shines like a day star in blue sky at the tip of a green hummingbird's beak. It revs its wings and buzzes out of sight. I'd join in the fun if my chair weren't so squeaky, as if anyone cares. And anyway, these days, all my relationships are platonic idealizations of an ancient past. I'm my own Atlantis behind this mask. I'm social distancing body and mind. We'd rather be six feet apart than six feet under. Oh yeah, uh, this is number 11. This is about the time uh, the little green men were marching around the streets of Portland. White jasmine blossoms perfume the summer evening cool. Tear gas drifts over the city lights. I'm out on the porch, 
an escapee from the TV room. I left when my skull and the walls started pulsing with the news. We're dying one per minute now, 60 per and picking up speed. Still in first gear, while jack-booted Bortak thugs terrorize our streets like aliens. A deep breath and I bury my face in the flowers. Oh yeah, this is all about masks. This is number 12. The crows are freaking out about the mask. We're not speaking. Now they squawk and flee me when they see me coming up the walk in my orange and yellow tie-dyed pandemic disguise. I can't blame them. They can't see what I'm hiding from, and neither can I. They don't know the real me anymore, and neither do I. I don't ask why, I just don't want to die. How explain 4,918,420 down, or 160,290 gone? Their world isn't falling apart right now. The spider webs are still holding. Flashbacks of the old life come at me like phantom reds and blues in the mind of a man five months blind. Some humans freak out about the mask too and would as soon kill you as wear one. I can't explain anything to them either. The death look in their eyes terrifies me. And when I see one coming, I squawk and cross the street. Welcome to the masquerade. You are on your own. Oh yeah, I'm getting close here. Let's see. This one will probably end up the bits from this little series. This is number 18. For my own protection, I put myself under house arrest for a crime I didn't commit. The picture window of my cell is the fourth wall of a tragic comedy without catharsis in which the human race tries to kill itself. The stage side hasn't been washed in five months. My side is smeared with nose grease. I get to watch. I wouldn't call it witness. It sours my soul. And there are three more walls. One is a flat screen and a kino board with prizes for guessing the daily death count. Two is a door I don't use anymore. Three is the wall of my skull. It takes a whole day to make one mark with a dull spoon. So that's part of one series. And then I kind of, the end, and I kind of read out of that. And I found myself writing a whole new series with a poem dedicated to you, my friend. So I'm going to read that and let the whole public know. You inspired me once again. This series is called Living on COVID Time, which is swiped from the old country swing tune, Living on Tulsa Time. And this poem was in fact, is in fact dedicated to Dan. The true color of a mirror is white, but you can only see it in the dark. You can't see the real you or me. That's why I let the window square my circle. The spider in the corner has a hole in her fishnet stocking. A flimsy half moon dissolves into and emerges out of an early winter afternoon blue. Crow slits through like the shadow of a razor. Miles Davis up loud inside the hut bleating. So what? 
the dance sidewinding through all the reverse curves the mind's spine allows. We long for the light, we say, but it longs for us. The stars are blind, we say, believing we're the only grievers. Space-time is just another interface, which is why I don't trust the view from nowhere. Waves don't move and the sun don't rise. Leaves don't fall. The ground rises up. The secret is no secrets. Marvel me some more. I got rid of all my locks so I wouldn't have any keys to lose. So that's kind of how this series started. And then I got into these other things like days go by and for this uh, isolated individual, things started to get weird in the old brain pen. So this is about February 22. Gray sky pops the blood spot on the gull's yellow beak. The mirrors unreliable as ever, are melting. Snow ebbs into its shell, and ice cubes identify as charcoal briquettes. Can we speak? After my vanishing point poked me in the eye, I couldn't tell near and far anymore, lost in the space between faces and faces. Now one thing just leads to another. I'm so interrelated and interconnected, I zoom with myself. Here's more show and tell. Last week I overdosed my morning microdose, and my old seed head went one with a dandelion clock. I blew myself into a thousand seconds and watched them drift into a cobweb that needed patching before I could set sail. All these true stories. True stories. Lockdown. It's about February 25. Summer now. The contradictions come out at night. If you squint and get the values right, everything will be okay. So I figure my lifetime and a mayflies feel about the same. When the immortal jellyfish, Turritopsis Dorney, feels its soul has been stolen, it pushes its time machine button and becomes a child. I saw a woman on a park bench so beside herself, neither one could get up and walk away. That's when I put my palms out in front in a parenthetical future to future and stepped inside like an afterthought. That's since you're killing this time, I'm just going to do this one and this one. Since I know you can edit this a little bit. Yeah. I like this one just for the ending, so I'm going to read two more down. Okay, here we are about March 25th. Hi, I'm even Steven. Happy, sad to meet you halfway. I'm a mirror waiting for someone to pass by. Then I become the divider between their real me and the me we see. When I blink, the curtain goes up on the fourth wall of my skull. A one human, one act play called the vacuum of subjectivity. Where you could peek through the knothole of my navel. So I ask you, what's liberty to a bubble? And what if it feels like I'm being blown 15 directions into the future? Luck is arriving at the place where death is your friend and love is measured in grief. Hard news today from a sick friend far away. I didn't know what to say. 
How much of a squeezed box brain can one man band stand? Wordsworth was right. The universe pushes all your buttons and you stay home alone recollecting your fuck yous in tranquility. And then uh, January, February, March, April 5th, moving right along, the for sale sign out. Bubble for sale. Double wide, all windows, no walls. Floats. Make a home in space. Maybe a drop of air, waterborne. Maybe a drop of water, airborne. Either way, it's your very own vivarium. We're all solitudes now. Nowhere to roam. You can hear us pop and sigh in the expiring foam. Everyone masked for the ball and all the bars closed. No half-life about it. Have another dose. There's a malign essential tremor in the air. Everyone undercover is running for cover. We're out of choices. We take offers. Thanks, Dan. All right, uh, Doug Marks. Thank you, Doug. And looks like there's time for another Bill Shively poem. Rocks in the road. Even if there's rocks in the road don't mean you won't have a hell of a ride. All it takes is wind, no brake lights, the huddle of street lamps and storefronts. The defrost won't de, snaking at the bottom, running on the outside. Switch the tanks before it pegs E. Don't seem like much, but the map is folded right. Man, he says to me, Death is just a way of saying the other team has scored. You've lost the home court advantage. Even if there's rocks in the road, you can get there from here. You can take it with you. You can fool all of the people all the time. You can judge a book by its cover and you can make a Plymouth fly. Even if all you remember is one face, from cheekbone to chin, bar-light eyes, hair like some hidden glade where deer mate, and a neck to touch so much, so much. A drive to Venus would not be too far. A chance, one last chance to tie the score before the end of the game. Yes, that's uh, Bill Shively, late and great. And it looks like time for squeezing one more poem by myself. Semi-permeable. I want to let out more than I've taken in. Lock the doors and open all the windows. Let the walls inch closer together. Let the roof fly to where it's needed. The heat never left, but my attention cooled. I step up, but nothing's closer. Am I taller or hovering a couple inches off the floor? My breath makes nothing move. I'm lost in many acres of sunflowers without sunflowers, a multiplicity of suns disguised as bees, the darker the hotter, the smaller the faster, take off and point to. With most of me on the way, I'm clearer, before the proteins have time to combine, out of lines, beset with curves, soft rippling where I walk, a bubble that settles into skin. I've been counted so I can blend in, either too early or on the wrong block. The taste of space, aroma with all the room it needs, weightless but complexly anchored. I hold up what the light shies away from, a tendency to have many nodes, no center. The only number I need to call, given a message before I can leave one, stripped down for a cyclone of information, dancing for a hot wind of surprising recipes. So hungry I must almost be here. And we are here at the end of the talking earth. Thanks to our readers, Justin Regamonte, Catherine Factor, and Doug Marks. I'm Dan Raphael. You're here on cable. Please give us your time as well as your money. Good night.
I'm Dr. Demento, and you are listening to KBOO Portland. Привет, Portland. My name is Baruch Avramovich. I am inviting you to a Russian show back from USSR on cable radio every other Sunday.